0: Welcome back to Never Alone. In this episode, we are going to be talking about IUIs, and we'll go over what the process is like, what to expect, some of our experiences with them, and just kind of go into more detail than we ever have about an IUI.
1: hmm So for some reason, I felt like IUI seemed less scary at the time. I think because anything other than IVF sounded less scary and I had one or two friends who had had success with it and yeah, I felt like we were making progress. And at the same time, it was scary. It's your first experience with fertility treatments at a fertility clinic. Um, There's so many unknowns. So yeah. When you had your appointment with your doctor, did
0: Mm he or she Mm -hmm. recommend... IUI first? Or did she give you the option?
1: Yeah, they gave us the option. Um, I think we knew with our situation that so male factor was one of our main issues that um, and sometimes that can be helpful for IUI. But she kind of told us that it probably we probably wouldn't be great candidates for it. But at the same time, like, let's try it. Let's just see.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm glad we did. Because like i said it just didn't seem as scary it was kind of just like a dipping our toe into the fertility clinic getting mm. familiar with that we ended up not being great candidates for it we actually got a call right before our scheduled time which we'll kind of walk through all the steps but right before the day of the procedure that like our sperm counts were not looking great and we had the option to cancel it or move forward. And I mean, that was definitely my first experience with how infertility doesn't go as planned always. Yeah. And we did, you know, we did move forward with it. I was just like, what? Like I've already like, done all this. Yeah, I've already prepared for it. Like, let's just try. But I think they just kind of have to give you the option.
0: Probably we're not expecting that no. at all. Like, nobody warned no. you that that could be a... a um a possibility not
1: at all like I remember exactly where I was I was on our back patio just journaling trying to just you know be at peace and then I got the call from our doctor called us actually and yeah it was definitely a shock I think just not thinking like you said that that could be a possibility was mm-hmm. really hard that being said it was it was helpful to just kind of close that door and like no we are just not good candidates for this rather than You know, a lot of people will try three, four times just because that's what's usually recommended, right? Um so good and bad. It was like we have to move it on to something more intense, but at least we know this isn't for us. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's great. Yeah. How many, how many did you guys end up doing? We ended
0: up doing three because Mm -hmm. that's what our doctor recommended. And I actually didn't know much about IUIs, mm-hmm. so to me, it was still a little scary, but obviously not as scary as yeah. IVF, and so I was definitely willing to do it because I wanted to do anything other than IVF, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. um, we did our first round, and I was excited, too. It was like the first time yes. that you get excited about something. Right. You're like, I have maybe some answers, and like maybe this will work. They're helping you. And obviously all three rounds did not work, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it wasn't, I don't regret doing it, but I will say looking back, if I had known obviously what we know now, I wish we had skipped it all Mm -hmm. together, which Mm -hmm. we would have never known that. So it's Mm -hmm. hard to say that, but um, you're right by saying like, it's, it's less scary. It's a good like first step in Mm the fertility clinic world and, it's just a good starting place, I think.
1: Yeah. Something you said about, you were like, I would do anything other than IVF. I remember actually saying that to our doctor. Mm-hmm. I was like, as long as we don't have to do IVF, like we'll try <laughs> anything. And so I actually feel like, I'm curious, I feel like she probably knew we weren't good candidates, but she was like, let's just like yeah. let them figure that out on their own. And some people are good candidates. Like I said, I had a friend who prior to our infertility journey had gotten pregnant through IUI. And we, you know, we have mutual friends who have gotten pregnant through IUI. Mm -hmm. Um, It just is a really specific candidate. Even if everything's perfect, it's, it's 10% Mm -hmm. chance of pregnancy. And then if you're dealing with like male factor issues as well, or maybe it's unexplained. So there's other underlying things. I think it goes down even more. Mm -hmm. Um, the percentage wise and just i think to compare i want to say it's like a 6% chance that you'll get pregnant naturally mm-hmm. every month so it it is increasing your chances right. by using iui but um compared to something like ivf which is like anywhere from 50 to 70% success right you know your chances are definitely lower so i think in saying that when you're deciding what steps to make? Of course you want to listen to your doctor's recommendation, but I remember being like, oh my gosh, if they say IVF right away, it's just because, you know, of like the business side of things. Yeah. But I think sometimes it's it is a better choice for certain people. Mm-hmm. So maybe just like holding it loosely mm-hmm. and knowing that it could work, you could have success. And like when to when it makes sense to just move forward with with IVF.
0: Yeah. I think our advice to most people would be obviously listen to your doctor Mm -hmm. and they know way more than we will ever know. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, if you keep having a lot of failed IUIs, it might be time to do something
1: else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would totally agree with that. So I guess to kind of just explain a little bit more about what the process looks like, which I think this was a sort of I guess funny thing is in trying to explain this to my family. Oh uh, yeah, and even friends, some friends, but more family. I feel like generationally, like this is equated with like the turkey baster yep. thing, yep. Um, which just sounds horrible. Well, it's funny
0: you say that. Yeah. My, <laughs> my doctor actually used that term. Really, he literally, because we did we were not familiar with what yeah. IUIs were and the process was like, and he.
1: I think was trying to explain it to us and right. he was in older layman's terms.
0: and he was like in layman's terms as a Turkey baster.
1: <laughs> yeah. I remember that like my mom was like kind of equating it to that, um, which just doesn't sound sexy or fun at all, no. but that I mean is kind of what happens. Right. So
0: yeah. So I guess to start out, if your doctor is recommending you do a few rounds of IUI, You'll first need to do, you know, a few tests before getting started. That could be an SHG or an HSG, and those are just um, ways to kind of clean out your fallopian tubes um, with either dye or saline mm-hmm. to make sure that nothing's abnormal.
1: Which one of those is the painful one?
0: The painful one, from what I remember, is the the one with saline. the dye. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> you're right. It's the one with the dye. I feel like in the fertility world, everybody gets those mixed up. Yes, it's very confusing, myself included. Um, the dye, yes. So mm-hmm. the dye is more painful than the saline, mm-hmm. and it's not comfortable at all. Right. Yeah. So be expecting a little uh, pain cramps with that procedure. Mm-hmm. So you'll get your. Um, Tubes cleaned out, they'll make sure you know nothing's abnormal in your uterus, and you'll obviously get blood work. I know we've said in previous episodes, the blood work is never ending, and that also applies here. Mm-hmm. And then you will move forward with your cycle. So, this I think varies from case to case. Correct me if I'm wrong, Morgan. Mm. But I think some women use like letrozole, clomid Mm -hmm. to start out. Yeah. And then you'll – but you'll go with like your normal period cycle. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So the letrozole and clomid are to stimulate ovulation. Mm -hmm. So even if you ovulate – so like I always ovulated. But the way my doctor explained it was that it would help – a few more eggs ovulate. So every month one egg ovulates. And the goal here is to get anywhere from like two to four, I think, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: just to give your body like a little bit of a better chance. So it's like they're cleaning the sperm, they're going to get like the best sperm possible. And then there'll be a few more eggs. Whereas normally, and you know, if you were trying on your own, it would just be, you would only have one egg release.
0: Correct. Yeah. Yeah, so then you will go in for regular ultrasounds to watch the uh, follicles grow, as well as blood work, lots of blood work. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll be checking your lining to see if it's thickening. And then, like Morgan said, your husband will give his sperm, mm-hmm. and they will clean it and wash it to make sure it's the
1: purest sperm. Yeah, And, and there's a few hours in between. Yeah. So I feel like logistically, I didn't really understand that and thought that was, I don't know. Yeah. So I, I just remember thinking that that was weird that Griffin had to go in and then like our appointment for the actual procedure was a few hours later. So I just remember having this weird window of time that we were like, yeah, what do we do? Um,
0: yeah. And not you, I will say they give the mail two Mm. options. Mm or our clinic they mm-hmm. did to where you could come in and give your sperm or you can do it at home. Okay. But if you do it at home, the logistics are way more
1: complicated. Yeah. And like the timing and yeah. everything. It's way easier to go in clinic mm-hmm. and do it. And with, yeah, with COVID, we had to do some things at home, which I do remember it was very complicated and like had very short windows. Yeah. And yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So kind of like Madison said, they're checking your lining. They're, you're doing blood work. You're taking this medicine to help you ovulate more eggs. They're, they'll give you this trigger shot the night before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So either the night before or like 36 hours before, and that's when the procedure happens. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like as close to a natural cycle, if you yep. will, with as much like extra help as mm-hmm. you can get without it being invasive. Yes. And so then on the day of when you go in, you know, after your husband's given his sample, they, yeah, basically it feels like you're getting a pap smear mm-hmm. and they do that little small catheter up. It's pretty painless. It's really quick They'll have you wait, like, a few minutes to make Mm -hmm. sure, like, everything got up there. And then, yeah, you just return to your normal activities. Yeah. It's a very strange feeling. Yeah. Like,
0: they did it in three minutes. The whole thing, literally. I mean, you're just sitting in a normal – we were sitting in a normal hospital room. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, like, a special – lab or anything like
1: that. Like it was just a normal doctor's... Right. Ours was just a normal doctor's office. Yeah. Like where you would go for like any other appointment. Yes.
0: It's not a specific fancy
1: (laughs) Which is different than an IVF transfer. Correct. Yeah. For a transfer,
0: you do go into a specific room. But for an IUI, you're just like going in for a checkup. Mm -hmm. And they put you on the table and they do the procedure and then you leave and return to your daily activities.
1: Yeah. And then you'll go in... A week later to get your blood drawn, but I was on progesterone suppositories, so you'll go in like a week later and then two weeks later. So one is just mm-hmm. to kind of like check your hormone levels, and the other is to check for a pregnancy, right. which you've most likely already tested at home. Yep, but you still have to go no matter what yeah. for the blood work, which yeah. I always hated. <laughs> I know it was horrible. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, it's it's a pretty straightforward process, I think emotionally. Like we said, it's just hard knowing that the success rates are so low. So I would really lean into your doctor's recommendation with reason. You know, like I have a friend who had a doctor who actually wanted them to do like a lot more than three IUIs. And that's where maybe I would question like, is this a good use of our time, money, emotional bandwidth? Yeah. I think it was helpful, like I said, dipping my toe in, just like first time yeah having that much blood work or like i just remember the the trigger shot being like the biggest deal in the world i was i i made an appointment and went in cuz i didn't want to do it myself that's
0: so funny yeah. so i was similar to that that it was a huge deal mm-hmm. and i don't i'm trying to remember my first one it was so long ago but I feel like it was at a time the next day to where I had to do the trigger shot at like 11 p.m. at night. Mm. And I remember like, I'm not a night owl. No. I I would have for sure have already been asleep and thinking like, I have to give myself a shot at 11 p.m. What is this? Yeah. And my husband could not do it because he hates needles and shots too. And so I remember texting one of my sweet friends who is very familiar with shots and she gave it to me because I could not do the first one myself.
1: Yeah. I I remember being like what? Like there's no way I could do this. So my yeah, my nurse was like you can just come in, we'll give yeah. it to you. Little did I know that was the first <laughs> of many, many, many shots that right. feel feel a little easier at this point. But um yeah, I don't know. Like what did what did Brad feel about the process?
0: You know, I don't know how he would feel looking back. I would say during the process, he definitely thought it was very weird. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was very obviously sensitive to my emotions through the whole process. And at the same time, you know, he would make jokes about having to go give his sperm Mm -hmm. because he's, he's never done this either. So this was like a first time for him. And it, Mm -hmm. I think it feels weird for the male. Like it's just, it feels equally as weird for them as it does for us. Yeah.
1: I mean, I definitely, for, for whatever reason, maybe it's because, had longer to process IVF but I mean I remember thinking it was really weird too. Yeah. But then I was like but it would be way better than having to, you know, go down the path of IVF and oh, and totally. I think it would have like yeah. if it was successful. So, like I think I think it's good that we don't wonder. Interesting story about so we did just that one IUI and then with our first egg retrieval I just didn't really respond well, mm-hmm. and I actually only had four follicles um, when we were. It was right before we were going to do the surgery, and so we ultimately decided to cancel the surgery. And we just didn't think we would have great results, so we turned that IVF cycle into an IUI. Was not successful, but yeah. I thought it was a good idea at least. Yeah. Like, okay, we have four follicles. That's kind of like what they're going for—three yeah. um, or four when you're. Doing a round of IUI, so it felt like at least we weren't like completely wasting, wasting the cycle. Yeah. It's so kind of interesting,
0: yeah, story so, there.
1: Yeah, I mean that's
0: I think that's a good reminder to those that you know none of this process is straightforward. And right. You gave several examples already to where something happened and mm-hmm. you weren't expecting, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. even something so quote unquote straightforward like right. an IUI could be stuff can happen right? and it could happen last minute or it could change the next day. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And a lot of stuff is just not as easy, I guess, as we would imagine in our head it to be.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the main questions that we see out there and people have asked us is, is IUI worth it? Yeah. And I feel like in closing with with what we say about everything, it's so specific to your case. Mm -hmm. And I think it's great to try if you, And your doctor feel like you're a good candidate to get familiar with the fertility process as well as, you know, hopefully it does work for you. But I feel like that's like a decision that only you can make. And like Madison said, looking back, you know, you guys maybe feel like you wish you skipped ahead. Totally. But we would have never
0: known. Yeah. We obviously can't go back and change that. But I guess me saying that would – the advice I would give would be – I'm glad we only did three. Yeah, like if my doctor mm-hmm. recommended like five or six, mm-hmm. I would be um, somewhat pissed. <laughs> yeah, and I'm <laughs>
1: I feel the same way. Like I'm glad we only did the one. Yeah, um, we ended up doing two, but we were already like on the path to IVF. Yeah, and I'm thankful that our doctor was just straightforward and saying like, you know, we can try another if you want. Yeah, here's what I'm thinking, and I was just like, let's yeah. let's move forward. So, yeah, because
0: even even I would say after after our third IUI, it was really hard. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it's another month of trying something and failing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I just, I remember when they came in and drawn my blood for the third try for IUI, just my nurse was crying. I was crying. <laughs> and we, it was just, I think it was all of the emotions of like, I can't believe none of these worked right? and now I'm entering IVF. Right. Like that was right. the moment it sat in to where like, Okay, we have to do IVF now. Right. And it was really hard. So mm-hmm. like I can't, I guess what I'm saying is I can't imagine doing six rounds because Mm-mm. that toll on my emotions already was a lot.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And we've talked about this, but I actually think that even though the medicines you're on for IVF are more intense, I felt a lot I don't know if it's cuz it was my first experience with hormones, but I felt crazy, um, on Clomid and just like, I think that it's, you're on medicine for longer Mm -hmm. actually than with IVF. And so I think to your point, like doing that three months in a row, Mm -hmm. like that's, you could have already been preparing for like a a transfer at that point. Um, you could have done in, embryo retrieval and be preparing for a transfer like in that same period of time. Yeah. Assuming things went smoothly. Right. Yeah. So it is a lot of time. It's a lot on your emotions and your hormones. Like even mm-hmm. though it is less invasive, there's no surgeries. It's still just a lot of hormones. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's a lot. So all that to say, whatever makes most sense for you and your husband is what's right for your journey. These are just our experiences and our opinions um, however, we are happy to answer any questions, anything we didn't cover here, please feel free to message us on Instagram at never alone in fertility. And over the next couple of weeks, we'll be diving deeper into the IVF process. So stay tuned for that.